Are you ready to dive deep into meaningful discussions, explore personal stories, and gain practical insights that can transform your approach to mental fitness? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Real Talk Mental Fitness Podcast, where open conversation and authentic connections come together to empower your mental well-being. I'm your host, Shunazom, and I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Okay, welcome everyone. I'm really, really, really happy to be here today because I'm here with my, my beautiful partner, EJ, who's going to be partnering me. But we also have Sherman here with us who has his own podcast and he's taken away some of his time to dial in from LA to talk about things that are passionate to his heart and keeps him energized. So I'm going to let, Sherman, I'm going to let you do an introduction because I'm sure you'll do it better than me to tell <laughs> you who you are. Yeah, so I'm Sherman Perryman, founder of Militant Grind, which is a brand that focuses on mental, spiritual, and physical health. And I feel like all three of those cannot be ignored in order to make the ultimate individual or better yet, the best version of you. And with that, you know, basically I coach people, I have a book out, um, I write blogs and, you know, I have a podcast and I'm also a guest on different podcasts to spread awareness and the information about um, mental health, physical health and spiritual health. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that introduction. I think that's some, I think that's why when you, you came, you sent in the request, I was so happy because I felt this is somebody who is our spiritual yeah, partner because mm-hmm. mental fitness, what we talk about, and I love the way you mental, physical, and spiritual. And I think those all come together when we're talking right. about mental fitness. So I'm mm-hmm. really excited for this conversation and hope he's going to fill up our cups. And I'm going to put in the show notes, Sherman, like your new book, going to definitely put that in there and also put links for your podcast so people can yeah go and listen to you. Oh, um, cool. t- before, so today I wanted to jump into mental fitness. And mm-hmm. I want to start off with, firstly, what does that mean for you? Uh, if we can start from that point, what was what does mental fitness mean for you? And maybe one thing that has surprised you this year when it comes to your mental fitness. Um, well, mental fitness is kind of like, like say the brain is a muscle, right? And we always have to work out the muscle and keep the muscle intact, fit, feed it, you know, give it energy, etc. So, mental fitness for me, I would say started when I was um when I who we I don't know well. I say when I was a kid, like I always loved to read and I always loved to learn more. Like I was a kid that walked to the library by himself at seven, eight years old just to hang out and read books. You know, so that was always like one of the keen interests for me. Like I just love to learn. And so when the Internet came out, you know, well, when it got pretty popular for me, probably like when I was 17, 18 years old, I would go to the library in college and I'll just be researching all day on any and everything that I wanted to learn, you know? So my defense in life was like, the more I know, the more I would be able to grow and, you know, like basically defend myself in certain situations. And I never want to be the one that'll come into a situation and be lacking, you know? So I noticed that knowledge and wisdom was powerful for me. And, you know, I, I feel like that's kind of like a way that I've stayed mentally fit is just to keep feeding my mind information and mm-hmm. also testing my mind by putting myself in certain situations, like say, you know, fit, physical fitness. So people think that physical fitness is all about, you know, brute and muscle and, you know, you're just a big guy. So I know that's basically all mental. 
And I would tell people, like, for someone to go to the gym and tear their muscle every single week, you know, just to do it, that's a, that's a different type of mental beast, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you're going in there purposely, you know, tearing down your body just so it could be rebuilt. And mm-hmm. a small percentage of people in the world could do that and do do that. You know, so when I figure, even like when I would work out with different bodybuilders and, you know, professional uh, uh, trainers and things like that, it was all mental. Like, say, if you're feeling tired, there will be somebody that'll come up behind you and just say, go for it. You could give me one more. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Go. And they're speaking to your mind. You know, they're not speaking to your muscles. And when they speak that to your mind, you psych yourself out and you, woof, you know, and I would watch certain people. They're like pro bodybuilders. And, you know, when you look in their eyes while they're lifting a weight or they're contracting, they turn into like a totally different person. Mm -hmm. Like their eyes get big, they get serious. And then after they're just like, you know, they're just like out of that trance. And I was just like, oh, this is all mental. You know, it's more mental than what we think. You know, so in a way for me to challenge my mental is through the physical by doing physical exercises and things like that. Because to me, like, what better way to train your mind than to train it to deal with pain and harness pain? I love love that answer. And um, it just made me think about the first thing you said, knowledge and learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was always, my mom always used to take me to the library. And there was always something about being in the library where you you could just pick up any books and learn anything that you want. And it's been something for me in my journey with EJ is, we're always wanting to develop ourselves because I always feel like your happiness is in your hands. And what you said about not wanting to show up lacking, I was like, I don't want it to be because I didn't put in effort to develop right. myself that um, life is passing me by. So any way we can grow or learn, we just, mm-hmm. we always jump on it. Mm-hmm. But what you said about physical fitness, for me, it's always been, yeah, it's been the foundation of my mental fitness is Something about when you get into a trance, like I used, I started off doing karate. Um, I also did triathlon during the period of my life where there's a trance state that you get into. And I used to love it with triathlon where when somebody tells you you're going to jump in the, in the ocean and swim two kilometers, then you're going to get on a bike and cycle 40 kilometers, then you're going to run a tank. You kind of think, oh, that's crazy. Like, why, how am I going to do that? But right. once you show up every day and you just keep training and you break it down, it's it's, me- it's just crazy how after a while, and it doesn't matter what the conditions are, you just show up every day, then you find yourself in that race doing it. And you're just mm-hmm. like, it's not seem physical. It's literally, for me, it was mental and spiritual that you believed in yourself and you had that vision, yeah. you kept going. And then as if by magic, the vision, the vision comes to fruition. So You know, it's crazy that you say that because I do the Spartan races, right? And I hate running, man. Like, I absolutely hate it. But then... Yeah. You know, like the I went, I did the second most difficult Spartan race in the world, which is in Big Bear, California. And we're going up 14 miles of a ski slope, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I was there, you know, I'm local to LA. So I was just like, I'm gonna just find one, you know, close to here and, and just go. And then when I got there, people were like, Where are you from? I'm like, fuck you mean? Like, I'm from LA. Like, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> because it's like I didn't know that the whole Spartan community, because Spartans, you know, like the people that do the race, they have Facebook groups, you know, all kind of stuff, right? So in the Spartan community, that's known to be the toughest one. And people travel from all over the United States to come to California just to do that race. 
Okay. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And yeah. when I tell you it took all of the spiritual and mental aspects of me to finish that, I'm talking about, you know, God, please, you know, give me strength, you know, because it's like you got to get strength from in here. Yeah. You know so, I mean, when my mental was worn out, like, what else do I have to depend on? Then you go tap into the spiritual. Like, I got to get my energy from something more than my mind. And I know you've went through it. If I had to swim, oh, man, I would have. Oh, man. You know, because I think about it like I want to do the Ironman, but I'm like, I don't know yeah. if I can swim like that, bro. Like, that's still <laughs> you know? a dream of mine to do the Ironman. But I love, like, when you just said about talking, having to talk to God, there's a, there was a race. It's a, it wasn't actually, there wasn't swimming. It's called the Bowl Buster in the UK. Mm -hmm. And that race, I swear to God, like, God and the devil show up during that race because you just, it's got nothing to do with physical. Your body's in tatters. There's just right. the hill. But somehow you just start talking with God and like, God, please, just, just let me put one foot in front of the other. And by, as if by magic, he just lifts you and you keep going. And, keep, and there's no better feeling when you get to the end of the race where you just thought, how am I going to finish this race? And right. how you do. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what it was for me. But after I did it, man, I made a video. I posted it up. You know, I was just so proud of myself, you know. Yeah. But then it's like it really, you know, you. I feel like we as human beings have to do something where we test our faith, you know, either through fasting, through a physical, you know, trial like that. You have to put yourself through something to build your mental strength and your spiritual strength. And mm -hmm. so doing things like that is like, you know. That's very vital. But then just like after that, you got to pick something else. It's like you got to constantly, you know, train and build that muscle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. EJ, IJ. Yeah. You for this is, it's so fascinating to hear you talk. I mean, because both of you have been talking a lot about physical uh, feats of, you know, of strength beyond what you think is imaginable. And I totally get that. I've, I've battled with staying you know on the physical regimen of some sort i'd have like bursts of time where i'm like every day in the gym sprinting you know i'm like channeling my inner like serena williams like you know and then i'll have other times where i cannot even look in the direction of a machine you know i can barely just do walking back and forth etc so I get that, that it's like this, it's an, it's a journey. It's an ongoing thing and you have to keep exercising that muscle, you know, mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically where it atrophies, you know, it just, you just, you just get out of practice. You don't even know where to start. So I really get that for me, mental fitness has really been around deepening my understanding of myself, you know, all parts of it. Cause I, I think for me, I spend so much time kind of pushing down versions of myself that I didn't like as much and mm -hmm. focusing on the parts that made me feel great. You mm -hmm. know, I just kind of stamped the other part, put it away. And I think what I learned was, no, you know, you have to really also look at those other parts and get to know it. And mental fitness for me is my ability to, to be familiar with those parts of myself and still see the joy and still strive and still hope and still go for it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that my battle is very much like me, me versus me, you know? Um, and updating that for myself and not looking at previous versions of myself 
and also not going too far in the future where I'm, yeah. you know, just aspirational. I'm just dreaming, but really grounding myself in the present and being like today, this version of myself with all the parts of it, all the other dimensions, like how can I be my best version? How can I be present and just do my best? So that's what, that's the current definition of mental fitness for me. I mean, it changes as I experience things, you know, what it was a couple of months ago isn't what it is today, but right now I'm very much about knowing myself, celebrating that and using what I know of myself to live as good of a life as I can. Mm, that's amazing. You know, I often tell people like, what would the future version of you be doing right now? You know, what would the millionaire you be doing? What would the six pack chiseled, yeah. you know, fit body version of you be doing right now? You know, and that'll help you learn to, you know, harness the present. Cause like you said, like I was the type of person that I'll be stuck in a dream state and like, Oh, one day. And you know, it's like, mm -hmm. nah, man, we have to do, we have to perform today in order to make that one day happen. Yes. That's a yeah. great point. And, and I've started doing that visualization. If whatever I'm dreaming of, I try to say, okay, I think it's already happened. Like mm -hmm. it's already happened. You're already doing it. So what would you do? And I feel like it's quite powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Your mind. EJ, I love the point you just mentioned about, you know, accepting yourself now. And I feel it's a question I want to raise for both of us, both of us on here is, since becoming a parent, I kind of realized that my definition of mental fitness had to change because not sleeping and running after the kids, there's different challenges. So I was always holding on to my past, you know, when I used to do a lot of sports and activities and, and that was my definition. But I had to start accepting where I am now and adapting and changing to it now so that I could find happiness and joy in a different way. So instead of doing a triathlon for now it's like if i get to exercise with my wife that's my new my new joy so i wanted to put that question is how have we because we're all parents on here how have we had to adapt what our definition of mental fitness is to be able to accept ourselves where we are now um well i mean i could start with that because that's a conflict that i often um you know, have within myself, especially in today's society where the majority majority of middle middle aged people do not have children, you know, and they're not married and most of them are single. So it's like I go on Instagram and I see my friends, they're out having a good time, they're taking pictures together, they're at the bar. Then I'm also have to and then also have to think like, man, none of these people have children. You know, so it's like you're comparing yourself to something that's not even you at all, you know, and say another guy I would exercise with like, oh, man, you're making excuses and you're doing this, you're doing that. I'm like, man, I have young kids at home, you know, like you have a different type of freedom than I have. You know, you could wake up and just do whatever you want. I have to wake up and walk children to school, you know, so it's like I don't I give myself grace for not being able to, you know, work out, wake up and work out and then go to the gym later and you know, a, a guy's telling me like, well, I wake up at four in the morning and then I do this and I do that. It's like, bro, there's no way I could do that. You could do that because you don't have small, small kids and you yeah. could take a nap during the day, which you do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, we have to basically harness, you know, our, ourselves with like what we have. You know what I mean? Because every like so I tell people life is not a one size fits all. You know, we all have different trials and tribulations like say you know my my wife will probably work until 
eight o'clock, you know, what well, an average woman is probably getting off at four thirty-five. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I can't beat myself up about it. This is just what the, this is just what our situation is for the moment, you mm-hmm. know? And so when we really just look at our lives, like this is a special case for us, because at the end of the day, we're not going to give up our children. You know, we just have to deal with it. So, you know, that's the way that's that's probably that's the way that I look at. It. Like I just lock every other situation and everybody else out and just notice that know that my situation is going to be different. Mm. You know, like I wish I was I was able to do what a lot of my super buff bodybuilder friends would do. But I'm like, hey, for somebody that's a parent, you know, to have children they have to take to school and pick up every day. I don't think I'm in bad shape. You know, because if you compare me to another person doing the same, you know, with the same type of situation I have, I'm in a way better, you know, shape than them. So that's on those are the only people I could compare myself to. Yeah. You know, Sherman, you make you make such an interesting point to me because you know, even before we had kids, you know, yeah. I, I wasn't in the gym lifting like your friend was, you know. So kudos to him, you know, more <laughs> power to him for waking up at 4 a.m. and getting to the gym and putting in those hours and doing the work, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 to be honest, on the other end of the spectrum, there are parents like you, like you said, who aren't even doing what you're doing. And then there's some who somehow are finding ways of doing more. My, my whole thing has just been coming to this realization that everyone is on their own sort of lane in the race. You know, like you're in your own journey, it, like honor yourself, you know, be clear on what your priorities are and your vision is and, and, and what your limits are, frankly. Mm-hmm. And then do you, you know, cause I, the, the thing about comparing, it can really make your head spin, which is what you're saying. And I totally, totally agree. Cause there's somebody else who will be in the same specific situation as you and do something completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, there was a guy who I interviewed, he's an ultra marathon runner. And he said he will wake up every day at, I think at 3am and run 25 miles. Right. There to prepare go. for to prepare for um, uh, some type of marathon or something, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I would, I can never picture myself doing that, you know. Like that, it was just crazy to me. But he was like, "Yeah, I wake up every day and I do it," you know. But some people could never even fathom the possibility of running twenty five miles one time in their life. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> yeah, at three a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but then this and he has kids, he has two kids and married yeah. and, you know, has a job. And I was just like, wow, you yeah. know, but then like, you know, but I can't compare myself to him, though, you know, and you know, it's, but then that was just amazing to me. Like if somebody wants to do something and they put their mind to it and that is something that they really want, they will figure it out. But I was on one podcast. I was like, see, the problem is, is that people think that they want something, but they don't really want it, wow. you know, because it's like if you wanted a cheeseburger, you would get in your car and drive to wherever it is yes. to get that cheeseburger. If we wanted this car. We would do whatever it took to get that car. We will pray. We will sit in there. We will wait. We will do all of these things. So it's like make sure whatever you you know say that you want, you really want it. And if you really want it, do what you have to do to get it. Mm. That's I mean, that's a great point, which I'm going to, I want to come back to is, do you really want something? But 
as you were talking, I was also thinking about the power that social media has on us and where sometimes we have to lock things out and mm -hmm. focus on ourselves. Because I remember I was watching something, I think I saw David Goggins and he talks, he wakes up at 4 4 30, what a 10 mile run he does. And as I was looking at his whole day, like all the different things he does, I was like, this man can't have children. There's no way that you can. <laughs> like, right. Possible. Like, so then I started to realize you can't just take everything that you see on social media. You really have to think about yourself. And for instance, the guy you just said who has got kids and he does 25 miles. I know for, I would not want to run 25 miles. If I did it, I would not be happy at the end of why did I just do that at 3 a.m.? So it's like, what do you want to do? It's but in, but in order for him to do it, he had to wake up at 3 a.m., you know, right. and start. So right. he's sacrificing sleep, time, you know, all of these different things in order to make it happen, right. which a lot of us probably can't do and aren't willing to do, hmm. you know. But then it's funny because you mentioned David Goggins. I was like, as soon as you said his name, like, he doesn't have kids, you know, like, it's, you know, there's no way. Just to be sure he doesn't. Yeah, you know, but but then it's like if you if you don't have kids, you could consume yourself in a lot of those personal self developments. But when you're a parent, you have to be extremely selfless and give your your children the majority of your time, you know, so they could grow. Like I sometimes I just wish I would be able to, you know, sit at the computer as soon as I bring my kids home. I'm just in front in front of the computer all day. But then I'm like, man, my daughter will come in, Daddy. Why don't you watch a movie with me? You know, and so I have to make sure that I'll give them my time as well, because in the reality of it, you know, if you you wake up, take your kids to school, you know, you probably have 30 to 45 minutes of time with them. But that's all just getting them ready to get them out the door. Mm -hmm. And then when you come home, you know, like say around five and they go to sleep at seven, you really only have two hours a day to spend with your children, you know, or two to three, two to three hours you know, a day. And how much time is that a week? That's not even a part-time job. That's so true. You know, so that's another thing that we have to think about. It's like, man, we really have to, you know, teach them. We have to groom them. We have to have them watch us. We have to spend time with them. And that will, I feel like that will also make sure that a lot of our children don't have behavioral problems, mm. you know, because what they're not spending, they're, they're not spending time with their parents. They don't, you know, have any bonding time and things like that. I feel like a lot of, you know, especially when I was growing up, you know, our parents were busy and it was just like, oh, the kids, whatever, like nobody cared about mental health or anything like that. And that caused behavioral issues in me and my brothers, because it was like our parents didn't spend time with us. Mm. You know, it was like, oh, go, you know, do your homework, go in the room. And, you know, it wasn't like, hey, guys, let's all get together and talk at the table and, you know, things like that. Like there was no real intimate connection, you know? So now me as a parent, I'm trying to give that to my children. And I feel like that's, that is what's helping them in their development. Mm. Yeah. That, oh, such. That was deep. And that brings us to the end of another insightful episode of Real Talk. We hope you've enjoyed today's discussion and have gained valuable insights into enhancing your mental well-being and productivity. Now, before we wrap things up, we have an exciting opportunity for you. Are you curious about your mental fitness score? Want to know how you can improve your overall well-being and boost your productivity? Well, we have just a thing for you. Head over to our show notes 
where you will find a link to our exclusive mental fitness quiz. It's a quick and easy assessment that will provide you with a personalized score and actionable steps to enhance your general well-being and productivity. It's like having a personal coach in your pocket. And don't forget to subscribe to Real Talk on your favorite podcast platform. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know when we release new episodes filled with valuable discussions, expert interviews, and practical tips for leading a fulfilling life. You can also connect with me, Chinazom, on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for daily inspirations, updates on upcoming episodes, and behind-the-scenes peeks into the Real Talk community. Remember, your mental well-being matters, and taking small steps towards improvement can make a significant difference in your life. We're here to support you on your journey. Thank you for tuning in today. And a special thank you to all our listeners who have joined us on this incredible podcasting adventure. Your support means the world to us. Until next time, keep striving for a better version of yourself. Take care and stay mentally fit.